Welcome back to episode 103 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, why blockchains need to merge to a single network. Next, will the new administration affect the cryptocurrency industry? Then, how big is the cryptocurrency industry? And finally, the crypto market tackles the derivatives market. All right, let's listen in. What is up, dude? Dude, what a day, what a day. Yeah, it looks like we didn't join the Civil War, did we? <laughs> yeah, dude, nobody's knocking on your door, that's for sure, like pitchforking outside. Yeah. Dude, what, what happened, man? All that hype and hoopla. Like, Well, I think they successfully... They curtailed it? Yeah, calmed it down. By basically, like, like laying front the, like, the biggest... Like yeah, homeland military, military presence yeah. ever deployed? Yeah, yeah, I think that'll do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'll scare away Yeah, any. We, we were talking about how even if they deployed only a thousand troops, that's more than plenty to like yeah, we, yeah. pause any, any like. Maybe violence. not though, but maybe that's why they, they went so overboard. Like it feels like 25,000 troops is a little overkill. Yeah. But maybe not. Like, because you always got to ask yourself that question. Like, What's the threshold, you know? Like, yeah. how do we know what's going to deter? Nobody really knows how big this these radical groups are. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, it was enough. You know, we did have that smooth transition of power that we were speculating on a few days ago. Yeah. We were, we were wondering if, like, whatever happened today yeah. is going to catalyze either an uprise in price or a down, downturn, you know? Yeah, and... And it was such a non-eventful day, you know, transition of power as usual. Yeah. <laughs> That I think the price is pretty sideways. We're crabbing along, dude. Yeah, I uh, we were just talking about the price, and I think Bitcoin is going a little bit down, but it's not so far downwards broken support. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're good. Well, yeah, they haven't it hasn't broken your support yet. Yeah, my support. <laughs> your meme lines. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's most important. But yeah, I mean, if it did, I mean, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but like a. I don't, I mean, for sure that would have happened if some kind of like catastrophic event went down, you know, so grateful, we're grateful it did it. <clears throat> yeah. So we had the inauguration and, uh, I think in the next couple of days we should have some price action for Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because this, everything is in the context of Bitcoin, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I to me, I feel like there, this, um, event, I guess can't, be anything but bullish in the short term mm. i feel like mm -hmm. because joe biden entering office kind of feels like a return to normal you know what i mean even though like four years ago before trump became our president we were kind of getting fed up and tired with normal because we always had that like innate yeah. we all had that feeling like government is innately corrupt because when you give humans that kind of power yeah they never like use it you know wisely or like how we want them to use it as a as a as a society, right? Mm -hmm. Like humans always inevitably get corrupted. So Trump comes to town, even though like he looks like the most corruptible human on earth, you know, yeah. based on his previous history. Just the fact that he was like an outsider from this like political system that we're all fed up with. Yeah, that was enough to convince him more than well, roughly half of the population to support him. Yeah, you know. But dude. That shit definitely did not go good. Yeah, it <laughs> like, did not. Uh, dude, 
yeah, society does not look any healthier. But you know what? Years later. You yeah, know? but you know what? For fifty percent of the population, they think he did a good job. That's that's what's crazy about it. Well, it's because like the economy is at all time high, so people don't really understand like yeah, but monetary policy. I really don't think the there. people that broke into the the capital are are looking at like charts. Yeah, looking <laughs> at charts and saying, "Oh, my portfolio is up. Let me You're go right. fight for this." That's a good point. So, but like people I, on Wall Street are probably like, you know, they're happy, you know. But so, so it, it should be equally as happy now because they're just going to print more money, and that means assets just grow. Exactly, and that's what I mean by like, president really doesn't have too much influence over that. You know the Federal Reserve's activities. You know, well, they—I mean, Biden is about to print 1.9 trillion. Well, it's not just Biden, right? It's like the. Well, the. I guess he proposes it, and then it goes through like you know all of the other branches of legislation. Yeah. And so it is like a collective effort to spend all this it's cash. A consensus, you know I mean? yeah. Like so, yeah. Government definitely has to all agree. Like we need, like more of that liquid cash injection. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you're not in the United States and uh, anything that happens in the United States affects you guys, we want to hear about it. Please comment on YouTube, uh, join our Discord, whatever. We want to hear what your thoughts are, whether or not you know you guys are looking at U.S. politics to make decisions on your investments. Yeah. Uh, I think that's interesting. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely important. You know, like we, we like to stay in our crypto <laughs> bubble and stuff. But we've already seen like past events that like influence for sure those movement. But we're like in such a bullish market that man, it's gonna be tough to reverse this train. You know, yeah. I can't imagine anything. As soon as this market becomes a little more like overexhausted, then I could start seeing, uh, you know, some reasons to the sell off. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of overexhaustion, for the last seven days now, we've been doing daily content on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, and man. and it was an experiment that we wanted to test out, and we know that YouTube has a specific algorithm that pushes short daily content. Yeah. So we were like, okay, what if we do sh- that short daily content? What would happen? Mm-hmm. And so the channel has grown like fifty subscribers, which is like fifty percent of what we did last year. <laughs> yeah, it's actually unreal. <laughs> In just a podcast, like long yeah. form content. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we did fifty percent gains. In seven days or six days, actually, just by like adjusting our our behavior a little bit, yeah. right? <laughs> and actually, this is this is good for our own internal like upkeep on what's going on with the Absolutely. crypto economy. That it's benefiting us personally and fi- like not I wouldn't say financial, but in the fact that we're always up to date as to what's going on, because we definitely don't want to repeat what happened with DeFi with the little DeFi bubble that happened a few months ago. Yeah. About so, September, I think, last year. Yeah. Four or five months ago. And uh, and it's pretty fun doing short content, I think. I, I, I'm able to edit stuff, like, in a drop of a hat. Yeah, you've gotten, like, really quick on that. And I guess, like, part of my responsibility is just really, really dig deep into the trenches of yeah. like, what it is we're actually talking about, right? Yeah. Like, finding out how Polkadot works oh, yeah. is not easy, dude. It took It took a lot of digging to... I don't know. Maybe other people out there they could like look at it, read like a, maybe a few paragraphs of a white paper, and be like, yeah. "Got it." Yeah, yeah. but not me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it took. It takes me a lot of like back and forth. I gotta reread things. I gotta like. But you know what? You know what I'm used to doing. What? I'm used to 
going to YouTube or some other platform yeah. to explain it to me. Yes. But in this case, Polkadot and its and its ecosystem is so in its infancy that there really isn't that much content yet. That's true. To explain it. So That's it's kind of like, fuck, how do I learn <laughs> without YouTubers? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> you got to read it. Yeah, it actually got to read the work. and comprehend. But that's kind of what we're doing, though. Now we're trying to supply that shortage of information that, you know. Yeah, and another thing we want to do is we want to create that short content, but, like, professional, fully edited, like, explanation on, <laughs> on you know, how to stake graph. Like, how do you select the right indexer to stake graph so you can earn passive income? How do you do that? See, it's, I looked into it, and it's really hard. Yeah, it's, and it's 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 fascinating because I haven't heard anybody even like mention that part about the yeah. graph. That there is there's a whole ecosystem of different actors. Yes, that have to work. They they all have different roles within the the ecosystem. But you know, I didn't realize there was so much competitiveness within the graph. You know, all all you hear is like it's it's an oracle that yeah. bridges real world data to the blockchain. Yeah. Like done, like that's all I need to hear, dude. I'm going all in. You for know sure, what I mean? for sure. And in some cases, that's that's that is all the information a lot of people really need to know. You know? Yeah. But yeah, if you really want to understand something, and the best way to do that for for one, the first thing to do to best to really like get deep into something is to be personally invested into it. You gotta that's have true. some skin in the game somehow. That's true. Right. Like, look at us with Decentraland, dude. As soon as we got in with, like, a little bit of, like, actual investment, we couldn't get out. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> we're sucked in for, for life. Yeah, we you are. You know what I mean? We so are. So now we're doing it again with Polkadot. And the good thing is Polkadot has a lot of potential, like, functional benefits to the platform that we're working on. Mm-hmm. You know, MetaZone. Yeah. Like MetaZone and every Ethereum application that's being built right now, we're all faced with the same demon. Yeah, we got, <laughs> man, we got so much to talk about in terms of... Like every what everyone's building, yeah, and and on what blockchain they're building on, and what side chain they're choosing, yeah, it's so crazy, dude. We have big problems ahead, because there's there is no consensus. On there this. is no consensus. Everyone's right. just like picking their own thing. Like I noticed, the juggernauts of the space, the the Uniswaps, yeah. the synthetics, those platforms seem to really favor the optimistic rollout roll up, yeah, uh, smart contracts that are just. In their testing phase right now for Ethereum. Yeah. It's weird. It's <laughs> but weird. I understand it's, it. it's weird because there's other second layer options that are already done and they're built. They've been in existence, but something about them wasn't enough. Yeah. It's, 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 because Uniswap has been, you know, you know what it is? I bet you those developers are like, okay, so Vitalik is doing ETH 2.0. Vitalik mm-hmm. keeps talking about optimistic rollups all the time That's right. and ZK rollups. Yeah. That must be the path that we should take as developers. But then he's also said like, I wish more developers would adopt things like, you know, layer like, two, layer like, two, like Matic X-Dye. and XDAI. Yeah. He has said he that. He has before. said that. You're right. So it's like, a, but, but, but that's, that's what's happening. But that's a stopgap to fill the problems that you, we experience in Decentraland and, and Metazone and all of these yeah. when we're trying to buy, you know, a $10 content and the gas fees are 30 bucks. Yeah. And so <laughs> XDAI and Matic solve that problem. Yeah, but right. optimistic mm-hmm. rollups is what it is what most developers are going to use just because Vitalik is pushing it, or yeah, you know, it, it's all about I think the also network th- effect of a, of a choosing an option. See, I'm not, <clears throat> I don't want to like make false claims here, but I think also if you can manage to pull or integrate your platforms with these optimistic rollup, you know, contracts. I think there are some actual like benefits to your users of the platform. 
like as opposed to using traditionally like like a, a layer well, twos that we're used to. Well, the benefit is that you don't have to switch networks. Probably, I think that's what it is. Yeah, there's that. It's I, it should be invisible. Possibly, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think that's the case because we're seeing things like, um, what's it called? I think no, zk swap is using zk rollups. Holy crap, dude! There's like too much. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to like decongest all the information we've thought we we've, we've come across in the last seven days, dude. Well, it's actually insanity. So if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching on YouTube, make sure you click on all the other YouTube videos that we have. They're less That's than right. 20 minutes long, and so we talk about how to catch a hundred x cryptocurrency. Then we talk about uh, why Polkadot will make you rich in this cycle. And we talk about Moonbeam and River and... And the graph. And and the graph. And like um, Ethereum and Bitcoin's... Uh, yeah, Ethereum and Trajectory. Bitco- yeah. Things like that, you know. And then just today, we just released one called Bitcoin to $200,000. And and then we explain why it's going to go to $200,000. Yeah. Because it's interesting just actually looking at the data that we have available. Like Bitcoin, we've been talking about this forever on this podcast. Yeah. So. The predictable nature of it. We, we've yeah. made these predictions ourselves. That's right. Like more than a year ago. And they're all coming true. Yeah. You know, which is mind boggling to think. Of. I don't know. At some point, like the apprehension and doubt has to go away. Right? Well, yeah, for you. <laughs> I'm I'm all in on, on these charts, dude. On these yeah. moon math stuff. Like I'm all yeah, in. You're right, dude. I see like one foot article. It's like, dude, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> Failed experiment. Dude. Yeah. Sound the alarm, dude. Like it's over. Yeah. Like, I, there's, there's. <laughs> A lot of FUD articles about Bitcoin recently. And I even, I, I warned about this too. I, like, yeah, recently, I was like, right. this is what you're going to see in the bull market because yeah. I've lived through it. Yeah. There's going to be so many FUD attempts. Like, it's not even going to be funny. And they're going to all fail. But somehow they work on me still. <laughs> like, even knowing this is like, holy crap, dude, maybe this one's right. See, that's, that's part of, that's part of our, our work here is to stay disciplined. Yeah. Because yeah. we know, I mean, Bitcoin's the signal for all cryptocurrencies. Once Bitcoin crashes, when it hits its all-time high and it starts crashing at 50% rates, yeah. you know, within a week, yeah, it's a signal for all other cryptocurrencies that we're in the bear cycle. This is the beginning stages of it. Yeah. And so we... Once you, you become, like, seasoned and veteran, like right. you could... You see, we'll, we'll we'll all see this coming, just like Charlie Lee did in 2017. Remember that yeah, shit? He, he fucking... Was tippy a- top at the... Uh, <laughs> You know, on the button on to exit. Dude, he dumped on all y'all fools, dude. All yeah. you Litecoin hoes. <laughs> <laughs> he exited. Yeah. But he let the rest of us know, too, though. Yeah. Like, he was so, like, we should actually be, you know, thanking the guy for trying to warn us. But, yeah, a lot of people didn't listen. Yeah. And he's still with the Litecoin Foundation. Oh, yeah. So. He's coming back now. Yeah. Like, he kind of disappeared for a couple of years. Yeah. Like he said he would. But now he's back. So, Charlie Lee indicator, like yeah, that's 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 the start of a bull run. (laughs) Exactly, like Litecoin's turns their light bulbs back on. Yeah, (laughs) Litecoin HQ. Yeah, like we're back in business, boy. Like that's official bull run marker right there. Right. So uh, yeah, so we got the short form content. We have the long form content. Oh, and we started issuing NFTs for the podcast. Hmm. So uh, I guess what we did was essentially. For anything that we upload, we have an NFT to represent that upload. Yeah. And uh, and then so there's a, a an auction that either lasts either three days or seven days, depending on the content itself. So if it's short-form content, it's going to be closer to three days. And the long-form content will be closer to seven days. But it's just something to uh, to experiment on. I mean, if you guys want to take a look at it, look. make sure you look in the description. I think it's 
Fucking great idea, dude. Yeah. You, I knew you would think that, so that's why I did it. Oh, man. I didn't even consult you, dude. I was you just did like, it. For, it's a, for, I think you were testing me to, like, how long will it take for it to click in your head? Like, yeah. this is a good idea. <laughs> I thought you were just, like, bored, dude. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just minting some random-ass thing. Yeah. <laughs> but then I started to think about it a little more. Like, hold on a second. Like, I don't know how many people have actually tried to um, tokenize, like, well, okay, there, there is a good example of this. NBA Top Shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is being done. People are tokenizing what you would call moments. Or yeah. Like, basically, it's content, like media content, like somebody making, like, a sick-ass slam dunk, some 360, like, hoop between the leg type move. Yeah. You know, those are those are Top Shot moments that there's a platform now, if you weren't aware. It's an NFT platform where they, they are packaging these moments for these professional basketball players and they're minting NFTs to them and selling yeah. them on their platform. It's like a whole marketplace of this stuff. So they're essentially trading cards, but, you know, like like sports cards, but with actual, you know, movement to them. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm like a video reel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a GIF. It's a GIF. It's a yeah. GIF of a, of a play. A, Which I a guess dunk, a block, a, a steal, a, whatever it is. So, of course, if it's, if it's a play from like a, a much more notable player like LeBron... It's going to be more valued a lot higher, right? Yeah. So it's got its own market dynamics, just like anything else. And this thing is crushing right now, uh, NBA Top Shot. It's like it is completely siphoning all of the liquidity from like every other <laughs> NFT project out there, just because I don't know, like the the market's in like a runaway madness phase, dude. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and you see this happen in the NFT industry, like little like the Beeple drop was the same thing. Yeah, that's right. Whenever Beeple dropped all of his open collections, there was I noticed like there was legitimate volume going on Nifty Gateway to where like you could you could trade these things almost like they were crypto assets, like cryptocurrencies, you know? There mm. was it was my it was mind boggling. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. People are actually flipping them like quickly too, within the same day. Um you sh- you shared a chart of the different NFT projects and at the very top was Top Shot. And yeah. it did like two million in volume. Um, um, yeah, about two million in twenty four hours. Yeah, in twenty four hours. Yeah, and we were taking a look at it, and if you step back and look at how much volume is going through these NFTs compared to the planet, like other industries on yeah. the planet, yeah, we're we're talking about not even pixel size. Yeah, volume. It's it's it even not even compared to the world, dude. Even just compared to DeFi, like oh, yeah. one one protocol could lock up. Like a billion dollars in like a week. Yeah, that's true. Like, sushi. Sushi, yeah, yeah. Like a yield farming aggregator. So anything, any of these DeFi products. I mean, there's tons of billions of dollars. There's many billions of dollars already in the DeFi space. And yeah, dude, the industry that, you know, we're actively engaged in and like it's become our lives. Yeah. Is like in such a shrimp state. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little shrimp, dude. It's <laughs> in comparison to everything else. Dude, it's microscopic. It's barely yeah. a shrimp. It's like a little... Freaking plankton, dude. It's yeah, tiny. Plank, yeah. <laughs> but it, it kind of it blows your mind. It, it, I, I'm like internally thinking like, so what does this mean? Does this mean all of us in the NFT industry are like, are we like, uh, like silly boys? Like <laughs> kind of yeah. like in our own little micro bubble? Or, yeah. or, or is this like what Bitcoin felt like in like 2010, 2011? You know, like we're just like the earliest of early adopters of this yeah. thing. Yeah. And this thing has endless growth potential. <clears throat> and we're going to look back on this 10 years from now like, holy shit, I can't believe Yeah, we witnessed this. Like you got the Beeple <laughs> thing for about a thousand bucks and uh, now it's going for $10,000? Yeah. 
Yeah, right? last I heard. Yeah, those open editions. Unfortunately, mine sold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah, you won't be able to see it on the podcast. We we plan yeah. to put it, you know, oh, somewhere in the back. But I got something else. Almost, as, I think, probably oh, yeah. even cool. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's cooler. No, it's definitely cool. Is it cooler? Though? Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. Is it cooler? I don't know. I think the presentation isn't as cool, but it's definitely pretty cool. So here we go. Here we go. We're revealing the cool thing that we keep talking about. Can you see it? Yeah, that's it. Check it out, boys. Hold on, let me see my headphones. Yeah. All right, here we go. This. This is what I, what I would call our next, our first feature addition to soon to be background display. Right. <laughs> you know, I've been looking around, like trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be good. Uh, decor i guess for our new studio yeah because yeah. we're finally starting to actually use utilize the room so what exactly know? is that this is the first uh, first issue of uh the bitcoin magazine 2012 damn so i mean it's in minty condition dude unopened so i mean try and guess in the comments how much you think i spent on this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know most magazines when they first get issued are what like 20 maybe 15 30 dollars or something like is that. it that much I don't know. No, I think it's like $12, dude. I've never bought a magazine in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first. But yeah, I spent like $600 on this, dude. $600. It's fucking bonkers, isn't it? Eight years later, after, eight years after this is printed, yeah. each one's selling for about 600 a pop. So <clears throat> I think it's worth it, dude. I think so, too. When I first found out. So shout out to Dilemma if, you, if you're watching this. Yeah. Dilemma Beats. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter. Is that uh, <laughs> who keyed you in on? Yeah, on he, he tweeted it out like, yo, these are going for like buku bucks on ebay yeah i was like hold on a second i was already like in a collector's mood because <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> of the whole pokemon thing yeah so i was like fuck it dude i'm already like wasting my money on like collectibles so yeah. i just figured like dude <clears throat> what's cooler than this like i can't i'm sure there's cooler bitcoin memorabilia but this has to go down as like one of the ogs well i think it, something cooler than that would be the actual bitcoin coins that somebody did back in like 2011 or something they're actually gold. Now, I don't gold? know if they're gold, but there were <laughs> coins and it had the B for Bitcoin on there. Yeah. And then on the back of it was like uh, probably like a private key. Really? And it was worth one Bitcoin. Like one coin was one Bitcoin. Oh my God, yeah. dude. So somebody probably has like a whole freaking chest of those. That's actually a good idea for like a, uh, a holiday gift. Yeah, but. Well, not, not anymore. <laughs> 40 grand. Dude, somebody really likes you if they give you one of those today. Holy crap. <clears throat> uh, it's I think it's something like this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks cool. Maybe we should just get some coins <laughs> and put them up in the bag, too, like some big <laughs> ones. So, yeah, we still don't know what else to add back there. But, yeah, for sure, if if, if my Pikachu Beeple piece didn't sell, yeah, it, it, it for sure, whenever the physical display came in, it would have been behind us, too. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, yeah, so I got this. In its place, you know, Bitcoin is awesome. I'm hoping when Bitcoin's like a million bucks plus, this thing will probably be worth like I don't know, ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars. Dude, easily. Really? Yeah. You think so? Awesome. Let me just I, throw I wonder, it on the ground like it doesn't matter. I wonder how many, <laughs> how many were printed though. That's a good question. I I can't imagine a lot were printed. Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, in 2012. And it was their first issue. They're probably like, yo, no one's gonna buy this shit. Like, yeah. you know. So yeah. That's my uh, splurge of the week. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. We got more splurges coming up, though, because, yeah, we, like I was, like we were saying, we have a whole game plan, like how to lay out our studio now. 
we're going ham with the content delivery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We really are because we recognize like there's no better time than now to really like ramp up like full steam ahead. Yes. Like this. Yeah. This is the year to do that. Yeah. This is the year where you literally like say fuck everything else. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You literally have to go into this year with that mentality like fuck Yes. everything else because yes. there aren't many opportunities like what's about to yeah we keep talking down. about that all the time i mean i yeah. talk about that with my family uh my friends is like dude we have maybe one or two more chances to yeah. really collect bitcoin yeah and after those two chances are up there is no more like yeah. it's it's it, it would reach its escape velocity and i mean at, after that second chance probably you could get bitcoin for you know you're talking about let's say like 0. 0.001 of a Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like that's what normal people are going to be, you know, trying to go after. That's right. So um, some of them are listening, but many of them are not listening. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's just, I, I, that's part of the process, dude. It's just the market psychology. That That's a good indicator. Right? I, see, but man, uh, it's like going back, it's like you could, you could have bought Amazon and Apple and, and all these huge companies for pennies back yeah, in 2000. Yeah, but see, today it makes sense, right? <clears throat> back in 2000 day, is like, yo, you heard of this wacky thing called the internet? It's like, oh, what's that? Yeah, but it's you, like it's this this thing you do on your computer. It's like, oh, I don't even have one of those. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's exact same thing as explaining what Bitcoin is to exactly. to the normal people. That's what I'm saying. That's why th- all, all I'm saying is it's just kind of difficult and intimidating. So that that's. It's enough like enough to like. L- let's not assume. Do it. Let's assume this was like 1998, 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're on this podcast. You're you're watching this, and we're like, dude, all the companies are gonna be on the internet. Yeah, all of them. We're, we're seeing like pets.com. Yeah, we're seeing like all the early like internet bubble companies yeah. emerging. Like, holy crap! I was like, look at this, look at this company, dude. It's run by like some 18 year old kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's got .com on it, so fuck it, dude. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know That's I mean? right. That's the sentiment back yeah. then. And at that yeah. time, you couldn't really participate. I mean, the only way to participate yeah. is to actually create a website. Yeah, that's right. That's why, oof. That, that, dude, that's actually a, a good point to yeah. hone in on. Like, the the actual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Potential or? Yeah, I guess the growth potential, potential of cryptocurrencies way outweighs. Dude, way. Like, the stock way market, outweighs. Right? We keep seeing that infographic where it, like, shows all the different markets, the financial markets, and yeah. compares crypto to it. Maybe you could find it and pull it up. Yeah, I think I have. You know what I'm talking about, right? They're like little dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the 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 traditional equities world is like a monster, right? Because it's it's what we've been using for the last hundred years to kind of like exchange, not 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 exchange value, but kind of like assign value to entities, corporate entities in our country, in our uh, economy. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but yeah, all I'm saying is, dude, can you imagine one day where the crypto space is even bigger than that? Is that possible? Especially if things like synthetic assets and whatnot start onboarding onto the crypto space. Yeah, man. I want to find that. Yeah, it's going to be tough to find. No, man. I need to find it. Okay. Uh, but um, Intermission while we look. Damn it. No, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Search. Um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin versus, or the crypto versus gold versus stocks. I'm sure it's got a, yeah. Now go to that images. Was it images? No, it was like a site, dude. Yeah, but see, the images right. will be easier to find that site. Like once you spot it, and then you can just go directly to that site. Come on, man. It's got to be in here somewhere. It's like an infographic. 
Yeah, with like little dots. Maybe put market cap. Uh, that's not it. Put market cap. Damn. Sorry for derailing the discussion. No, this is <laughs> this is so good though. It is very important. Oh, here it is. Oh, There's something like this. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I think these were made like a, probably like in the last cycle, 2017. Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. This is it. This is what I was looking for. See, I don't think that has crypto. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah. So look. So silver represents a square, and each square represents a hundred billion. So then we're looking at. Uh, sorry for those listening. Uh, make sure you watch the YouTube channel to to see what what this infographic looks like. But uh, cryptocurrency, it's at two hundred forty four billion, which is now five times this. So think of five squares representing cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and then military spending. Right, we're looking at what ten squares here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten, and we got double <laughs> the deficit. The double is t- double those squares. The deficit. And that's not even like the national debt, right? It's just the deficit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, and Last coins year. and banknotes. Um, so we're looking at tangible currency, like actual touchable money, mm. is around six point six trillion, and the deficit here is at three point eight trillion. Yep. Uh, Fed's balance sheet seven trillion. And billionaires, so the world's 2,095 billionaires are worth $8 trillion. Jesus. Below are the five richest, which collectively hold less than 5% of billionaire assets. Wow. So we got Bezos. See, Elon's not even on here because this this thing is like... This is like pre-COVID, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Elon really made his swing, dude, during the COVID. It's so did Bezos. Like yeah. Bezos is crushing it. Dude. Yeah, they're battling each other for the richest man. Unreal. Yeah. So we got world's gold. So right now it's world's uh, gold is roughly 12 trillion, but we have 10.9 trillion here. Um, so that's really like, that's the big target, right? Gold. Yeah. At least for Bitcoin. Yeah. We talked about yeah. this in the past too. Like once gold or once Bitcoin surpasses gold, typically when any analog is surpassed by its digital version, it's like 10 to 100 times the, the analog's value. So just saying, like, like for yeah. example, communication. We went from analog communication to uh-huh. digital. Yeah. And now we're like sending text messages for free. Mm. And we're communicating across the planet for free. Yeah. Like that's that's exponential. I, I think I agree with you. I'm, you. I think, dude, it's so much easier to acquire Bitcoin than gold. Like, let's just be oh, real. Yeah. It's a fucking download of an app. Dude. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, come on, man. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, Bitcoin has the virality element that gold never had and ne- probably never will. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I think, like, the gold, whoever's in charge of gold, <laughs> yeah. there is such a thing. They definitely missed the boat as far as... Uh, Digitizing its assets. Well, I'm sure that they digitize it, but they don't market it to, like, you yeah. know, our generation... You know, I guess that's Bitcoin's realm now. That's yeah. our, that's the Bitcoin territory, right? But yeah, I mean, we've had this debate like numerous times. And yeah, gold versus Bitcoin, and dude, we're gonna keep having to have this debate, dude, all day, man. I I can't, I just can't see gold as something safe, even safe? though even though it, it has been safe for hundreds of years. I just, I'd rather not. For some reason, <laughs> I just no, I just rather not. Yeah, I guess like there, I don't think there would be a point where I'd rather have gold at any point in this. What if there's like an EMP attack? Well, then that, that's certainly a problem. But if you have <laughs> your, if you have your twenty four words, you're safe until we get the infrastructure back online. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, there's there's ups and downs to both of the assets, but I I'm starting to lean with you, man. I've definitely like I could definitely see Bitcoin becoming more appreciated than gold. Just because 
gold is the language of the the wealthy, you know, which is a very select class of people. Yeah, you know? I think it served its purpose, but something yeah. significantly better has, has. Yeah, Bitcoin has the potential to actually be the store of store of wealth to, you know, the the people, the actual people, the common people. Yeah, just because it's it's so divisible and so transferable, it's it's easy. To, yeah. to interact well it's not easy to interact with yet but it, it will be you know yeah and then we're looking at the fortune 500 companies and their net worth in okay. squares and then we got the stock markets like oh look at all these squares dude the so, money the entire money supply 35.2 trillion yeah imagine if the money supply was backed by bitcoin imagine how much how valuable bitcoin would be bonkers dude and then we got the global debt, which is $253 trillion. Good Lord. Households, governments. We got non-financial corporate cor- corporates and the financial sector. Wow. We have nowhere near enough actual money to pay down, pay back that debt, basically. Yeah. No way. It's no, the money doesn't even exist to pay back all that debt. Yeah. It just that's, doesn't. That's incredible. And that's by design, which is yeah. why we're against fiat and... Why cryptocurrency is going to take over. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just to finish this off, we have the global real estate value at $280.6 trillion. <laughs> Imagine, so we're, we're just talking about how, what if Bitcoin was backing the, the total money supply? Mm-hmm. What if Bitcoin was more valuable than global real estate? What are we, what's that at? $280 trillion? Dude. I think about this like that's hard think, to, that's think about global real estate is more like Bitcoin because there's only so much land agreed but there's so much more utility to it you know what I mean well land is literally for sure. land yeah maybe that's true because <laughs> you, know you can I mean? build and there's yeah, you can earn and do off. stuff you can, it's uh, like the central land again exactly that's why the central land virtual land concept is so appealing right yeah we're hoping one day the virtual real estate realm becomes as in demand yeah you know like if you can imagine like but our but our position is the stuff that you deploy on land should be more valuable than the land itself potentially well not necessarily unless there's like a scarcity element then there's scarcity yeah which if it's like if it's like like mcdonald's like you can make infinite mcdonald's you know what you're right i mean we have a real life example right now with earth yeah right right now earth is worth 280 trillion dollars basically from our economic perspective, yeah, 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 that's how much we valued Earth. Like, so, so Earth is more than companies. It's actually more oh yeah. than debt. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, you're right. I think land is actually technically more valuable than the the content on the land. Yeah, everything else is made up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> everything else that's we true. just kind of popped out of thin air. It's like, true. The that's only true. thing that isn't made up is like land. Okay, so and I, I guess gold too, dude. Dude, now all of a sudden gold wins. No, <laughs> there's infinite amount of gold. There's infinite. That's true, but not... There's not, not infinite amount of land on Earth. But there's not infinite amount of gold on Earth either, right? You have to go no, extract it. No, there's not. It. Yes. So, but so there's infinite amount of land, like, on Mars. Now, once we populate Mars, yeah. does that mean real estate prices tank? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, is that Elon's big goal here? It's yeah. like, cause so a like, housing bubble so he can buy the dip? A world like, bubble, yeah. yeah. He's like, we got Mars land, boys, come by. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, that's interesting to think about, though. That is interesting. But I, I do change my position. The content is not as valuable as the land. It's only more valuable when there's plenty of land. Like, it, yeah. like there's an, an abundance. The, the central land. Like, there's a lot of land over there. Oh, but it's, but 
I mean, currently it's capped, right? No, I'm saying like right now there's more land than there is content. So therefore oh, content is more valuable because yeah. you can actually do something with it. <sighs> yeah, like content is, is an expensive feature. Oh, yeah. Like without sure. the ability to either make content, like it, it is uh, it's quite the dilemma to get any kind of uh, return on your land investment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it took a long time for humanity to figure out how capitalism works and like, you know, yeah, how all of that these financial economic systems work to all of our benefit, so we can like utilize land, yeah, like as a collective to build off of one another, yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna take just as long, I think. Well, maybe not just as long. I'm not talking about thousands of years before Decentraland like figures <laughs> it out. Yeah, right. But it's gonna take a while before all the pieces are in place. You know, for industry to emerge, yeah. you know, for Decentraland to become a home homeland of like earning potential, or you potentially like live off of it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's the that's it's gonna be a while. That's the goal, though. Yeah, because or else, like, who? Why make land in the first place? You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's this sort of thought process we sort of made intuitively when we made Metazone because we yeah. figured that yeah. that we we could accelerate that process by enabling the creators to make stuff. Yeah, and for people to purchase that. Basically, yeah. like, bringing in the market market elements that yes. are missing from it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just a free-for-all, everyone on their own. Either you know how to do shit or you don't, and, like, that's it. Yeah. You know, like, there's, like I'm saying, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be added in and created for for the ecosystem to grow, like, the way it should be, you know? Yeah, and so. if you don't know what, what we're talking about, check out Metazone.io, and it's, a, it's an application for Decentraland to quickly... Get stuff sold, uh, made, and it's deployed in Decentraland. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, like what's the world's content? Like the houses we live in. Yeah. Speaking the, the of businesses, we go to and work for. And, and and look at compared to the two hundred eighty trillion dollars of real estate, residential is the large the lion's share oh, of really? of everything. It's like seventy eight point five percent, and commercial is eleven point nine, and agricultural is nine point seven. 10% of the land is helping feed the planet. Yeah. The, yeah. See, the, that's that's 100% um, a creation of the banking infrastructure. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. The whole true. home lending and stuff like that. Like, dude, the banks <coughs> 100%. True. Like, they created this whole thing. Well, the banks, I mean, both commercial and real estate. Yeah, it's I true. mean, I residential. But, like, no, what I'm saying, I don't know if it's culture or what, but what, what pushed us to, as a culture want to hmm. like live in houses like individual houses yeah well that and like they're, they're way bigger than we need them to be right yeah for like if, sure. if yeah. you actually objectively look at it do we really need all this space no <laughs> but yeah but slowly over time i guess like uh i don't know through through marketing through like well it's lending, the consumer it's yeah, the, the consumer, consumer like um psychology yeah like we i mean we get advertised constantly do (laughs) constantly that we're we don't have enough or here's your next solution yeah like i guess i guess as and then people get confused with the whole competing with the joneses like it's a it's a sort of a discipline not to be influenced in that direction yeah but it's definitely like majority trajectory for most people right like yeah just Man, it's it's hard to escape that um like that pool. We both know a lot of people who are just trying to get like the coolest car or the nicest clothes or you know all that stuff that really doesn't matter. Yeah. 
but without that, we wouldn't have this economic engine that we're we're currently well, looking but, at. But think you know? about it. Those guys are influenced. Those people are influenced to spend money, right? For for the benefit of the company that you're buying from. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like a human innate inherent thing. It's we're we're influenced in that direction. No, hundred percent. Now it, it doesn't mean that humans don't want the nicest things. Uh, inherently, it just means that you're heavily influenced in that direction. Yeah, because there is there is uh, there's an infrastructure in place that feeds off. Yeah, of that, that feeds off of that. Exactly. That is like literally the the, 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 the engine. Blo- yeah, that's the blood of the engine. Yeah, you know, it's it's convincing us that to never be content. Yeah, if if you create more, if you, you know? create your existence sustainably, like you don't you have solar panels and your your car is electric and you grow food in your backyard. Yeah. That's bad for the economy. It's even though that's good for the world. Yeah. Like that's, that's a good point. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the thing about this influence is like we created this like se- several trillion dollar ecosystem. Yeah. And like where where most importantly we can't even pay the debt yeah. because by design we can't pay the debt. Yeah. Uh, which is wild. See, that's what that and that's why like uh there's there's a segment of the population who looks at Trump and says that he did a good job because all he did is expand these squares that we're looking <laughs> at. <laughs> we have a lot more squares now, dude. We yeah, got yeah, squares yeah. in all categories. Yeah. You know, everything's <laughs> exploding. Oh, that's so, so true. So from, yeah, the perspective of our current... That's, that's a good point. Yeah, the perspective of our current system and our economic models... Trump, Trump did nothing but good. He crushed it. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> he played the best game of Tetris we've ever seen. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many fucking squares, dude. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, from this other perspective, like a, a more, I guess, like eco-conscious, yeah, uh, healthy, uh, yeah, sustainable perspective. I mean, yeah, definitely, our our mental health rates aren't getting any yeah, better. Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely downsides to this, right? Like we're we're definitely becoming wealthier uh, as a society, but man, we are definitely becoming less and less healthy. Yeah. So yeah, for man, sure. these are definitely polar opposite. Uh, I guess philosophical point of views, right? Like, yeah. what is it that we're supposed to be doing? That's why there's always a constant battle, like in society. Yeah, for sure. Because you got people thinking we should go the other way, like you're saying. You know, more sustainability, more. Yeah, I mean, even if you think about it from an economical standpoint, if you lower your burn rate, you don't really need as much money. Yeah. Like uh, that, I think that's just living more efficiently. Yeah. I I think that's that's sort of a uh, the kind of right way to think about this, yeah. because if you live inefficiently, inefficiently, you're going to need several tens of millions of dollars to sustain that inefficiency. Yeah. Where you can live wealthy with like a couple hundred thousand dollars. I agree. Just as long <laughs> as you invest that hundred thousand dollars in a proper. Yeah. But assume nobody's investing. Like, again, cause yeah. that, that's like creation of the, the, the system, you know? Yeah. Without these investment tools, like, oh, man, it would be much more That's difficult That's for, a good like, point. for yeah. capital to be raised, for a lot of things, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, these 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 things serve a, a purpose. Without these uh, institutions, oh, man. Like like we're saying, like, we'd be, like, in the, the ground zero stages still of Decentraland. Like, yeah. we need the institutions of the decentralized metaverse yeah. to, like, come in and, you know, lay some infrastructure out. You know what I mean? You know that's interesting, uh, kind of to think about. If there wasn't this this financial incentive mechanism in place, would we have progressed as much as we have? I think that's the experiment where we're 
Hold on. Say that again. Maybe the- maybe not because if if we didn't have these financial incentives, would we have progressed technology or progress of humanity, solving cancer or you know all these all these things we've progressed on as humanity? Would that have happened if we didn't have a financial incentive to do so? I think in order for those things to happen, yeah, like, so what kind of system but, is that? It's like voluntary, but you need, you need. Not necessarily voluntary, but think about it. I think humans innately want to solve problems. I mean, if they didn't, because one, when, when humans have evolved to the point where we can actually solve problems, they started solving problems and they didn't have a financial incentive to do so. Yeah, they just solve those problems. It should, but the financial layer, whenever it got introduced into that equation, that's whenever it, things accelerated. It did like, accelerate because there was a game. You just gamified, yeah, exactly. gamified the acceleration of progress. Yeah, now now everyone's kind of like in the same game. Yeah. Before it was kind of like it was more individualistic. You like yeah. figuring out whether or not you know what to participate in. But yeah, if you if you opt not to participate in this game we call life. Yeah, this real world monopoly. Then you you have several, you know, sur- survival disadvantages. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's 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 literally that simple. Like we're in yeah. a totally different like survival environment now. It's not so much nature; it's more like man made. Yeah, like yeah. to survive in the man made chambers, like yeah. fuck. Either you play or you're fucked. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, for sure, for sure. This is that's the harsh reality, man. And unfortunately, a lot of people can't even play. Yeah, can't even play. Yeah, that's there's the whole, billions of people who are not playing right now. Yeah, they're just watching the rest of us yeah. play. Like that's they that's probably fucked. they probably don't even know what's going on just because they have no they have no access to what's going on. Yeah, and survival is so difficult for them. Like we're talking basic survival. Yeah, it's like getting like, water and food. Yeah, actually, like biological survival, so essential. Like that's their main task of the day. Yeah. You know, when, once we got that figured out, which we did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. That's whenever we start, like, now our thought space is cleared to, like, yeah. think of all this other shit, you know? Yeah. Start figuring out how to add more squares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The fucking squares, dude. Yeah. Stacking squares, dude. I like this. I like this website. Yeah. So what else? What's, what's bigger than global wealth? Global wealth right now is according to uh, Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse. Suisse. All global wealth tallies to 360 trillion global wealth. For North America, that's 31% of it is North America. Yeah. And um, we got 4.1% Germany, 25.2% Europe, Mm -hmm. uh, 39.2% Asia Pacific, and uh, number of millionaires in China. That's China. Yeah. I guess we, oh no, we're, oh, here's the derivatives market. Oh, dude. <laughs> so if you thought global wealth was huge at 360 trillion, yeah. man, you're looking at derivatives at $558 trillion, which is a low estimate. Yeah, nobody really knows, right? And then, and then what's a derivative? A derivative is a contract between two or more parties that derives its value from the performance of an underlying a- asset, index, or entity. Yeah. So hold on, there's two ways to two ways to, to measure. Derivatives are typically measured in two different ways: gross market value or notional value. Example: a call option, which is a derivative representing 100 shares of ABC stock with a strike price of $50, and may trade in the market for a dollar per contract. So market value is 100 shares times one dollar, which is 100 dollars. Mm. Notional value is 100 shares times $50 strike price, which is $5,000. So examples of derivatives are futures contracts, forward contracts, options, warrants, and swaps. 
See, these are like the complex financial vehicles that so that we don't have access to. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, we, we, we definitely retail people don't have access to this stuff. But think about this. If the derivatives market is this huge, yeah, it's, ma- it's monsters. It's it's the biggest. I'll yeah. tell you right now, it's the biggest. Yeah. Um, guess what's happening in the crypto sphere? <laughs> yeah, derivatives are coming to the crypto market. Yep, dude, they don't call it DeFi for a reason, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy fuck, They're, these DeFi fucks aren't fucking around, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when they say we want to like disrupt the banks, dude, they are not kidding. Yeah. This is as disruptive. As you can get. Yeah, you're, this is it. You know? This is you couldn't disrupt anything bigger than this. Yeah, there's nothing bigger on the planet than than this this financial infrastructure we're shaking at the roots. Yes, yes. And we're just now starting to see like these these protocols dabble in these waters, trying to bring for one synthetic assets to the marketplace. So like bring all this value into yeah. the crypto land somehow, yeah, one yeah, way or another. And then to <clears throat> yeah to experiment with coming up with derivatives on how to speculate on these things like. In the crypto sense. Yeah, like, and you're going to have two flavors, centralized and decentralized. Of course. We've already seen some centralized, yeah. like BitMEX. Yeah. Binance has options and whatnot nowadays. Yeah. What about power trade? Is that? I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, That's we, centralized, right? Definitely. Yeah. So so we haven't ever talked about power trade. So, yeah, part of our new like YouTube content is, you know, we, we find new protocols, new projects, and we're speculating on whether or not they're going to have successful products in the future. Yeah. And one of them is called Power Trade. Yep. Because we recognize the derivatives market is on its way. It's in its infancy. So now's a good time to pay attention to who's building the necessary tools that we're going to need to trade yeah. these these options and these contracts, you know? Yeah. And Power Trade, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to become the Robin Hood of that. That's right. That's right. Which Robin Hood does, you know, if you want to... If you want to speculate on call and put options, you could download Robinhood right now on your phone. It, you know. Oh, they they deposits. do that too. Oh yeah. Call call and put options. Not not for crypto, but for you know yeah. stocks. Yeah, stocks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like traditionally, these are not investment tools that like the main street is exposed to. You know. Yeah. These are like complex. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> high tier. This is this tools. is Wall Street. Yeah, Why they get Wall a bad street. rap. Is because yeah. of this. Because nobody could figure out, like, how are they making so much money? Yeah. How do they have so much influence on our economy? Yeah. Like, how come when they, they make a, a really fucked up play... They make a ton of money. Well, that, and then whenever they fuck up, everything crashes. Yeah. <laughs> like, but e- everyone's life just all of a sudden sucks. Everything crashes, but there's a few people that make a ton of money when it crashes. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because they're using these tools. Yeah. You know? Damn. They're always hedging. They're always uh, speaking of one hedging. step ahead of what the actual like market looks like at the end of the day, right? Like they're yeah. they're the first movers in the market, so they know. There's a crypto project called Hedgic. Yes, you know that's like the decentralized version of what right. we're talking about. So that's yeah, right. like you said, there's going to be two camps. So I mean, from a, from a speculative investment perspective, which one do you do you look at first? Like the centralized model, because traditionally that's what gets adopted first. Like finances, Coinbase, world. Coinbase, dominating, Bitmex, like yeah. I said. Those are the ones who have the easier user experience, right? There's not so much friction dealing and with And you know that. what? I think the centralized counterparts are going to be more valuable because they have so much regulatory hoops to jump through yeah. that once they do, I think they're going to be unstoppable. Because the decentralized version, I, I think they will get pretty big. Like even uh, Uniswap is bigger than Coinbase. Fucking massive. Yeah. Yeah. And But I don't know, man. I think, uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough call because centralized they have an opportunity to make a ton of money, 
But yeah. decentralized, they have a big headache in actually technically pulling it off. Decentralized? Decentralized, yeah. But everything's a headache to decentralize. That's know? true. That's literally true. I mean, even looking at <laughs> we did a video on the graph yeah. and to decentralize the graph is is extremely complicated. Yeah, and it's it's, it's hilarious to think about. Yeah, cuz there's no new service being invented here. Yeah. Like these right. these are yeah. widely adopted like, yeah. you know, protocols all all apps used every day, you know, but it's a different distribution mo- method, I guess, for that data, those yeah. data channels. So that is the experiment yeah. that we're all like embarking on here. And so, yeah, somebody who's not so clued into that, they'd be like, why the fuck would we do that? Because it <laughs> makes things so much more complicated, so much so much less efficient, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're looking at it from a purely tech standpoint, like, this is not good for tech. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this yeah. is good for humanity. Yeah. That, that's the point. Right. That, that's, the, that's the key, I think, like, the crypto industry needs to uh, market a little bit better. Yeah. Like, we're not building the best tech here. We're building... Like the future of humanity, like the way we, yeah, we, the way we, it should, should organize, exist. yeah, and like coexist with one another. Yeah, where there's not a single party like kind of moving the dials. What do you mean? Like there's not a single party controlling anything. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, and that that's dude. I mean, in case you're not aware of this, but yeah, that's becoming a, a monstrous issue in the traditional tech space. Yeah. It's censorship and whatnot. Like the, the freaking president, our last president, Donald Trump, he got completely deplatformed from yeah, all tech platforms, literally. Yeah, he was he was uh literally canceled. Canceled. Like worse he, he can't even say anything now. Yeah. He's he, it was literally like that Game of Thrones episode <laughs> <laughs> where where the queen, I forget I think Cersei was stripped naked and they pushed her down the street and everyone was just screaming shame 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 <laughs> shame like we shamed the fuck out of donald trump yeah you know metaphorically speaking yeah yeah we yeah. didn't strip him naked people did <laughs> yeah, <they> did. <laughs> <laughs> people literally stripped him naked and like graffitied all over his body what a brilliant piece yeah 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 you know but uh yeah uh, what was i saying but but <laughs> take a look at this notional value oh, okay. remember notional value was uh was the the shares times the strike price, right? Uh-huh. And the notional value here is one quadrillion. <laughs> so that's a thousand trillion, dude. Yeah. Uh, high, which is a high end estimate. <clears throat> Hold on, let's see how long these squares go for. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, that's a lot of squares. What's the red? That's just the color, I guess. Well, this is uh. So this represents. That's notional value. Oh, notional value. No, I, no, sorry. Gross market value. Oh, yeah, value. yeah, yeah. So gross market value, there's notional value, and then this, oh, that's the total. So notional value includes both both sections of these squares. Jesus. I think they just don't know. That's the thing. I think it's to emphasize, like, actual value into the derivatives market is $11 trillion, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 11, yeah, $11 trillion. And the notional value is so big, we don't even know. We can't even assign a number to it, really. Yeah. Like, that's how far these derivatives contracts have gone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a point of no return at this point. Like, <laughs> okay. So, I see what's happening. So, these squares are both notional values. Okay. They're both notional values. This is the low end estimate, and the high end estimate is a qu- uh, one quadrillion. Oh, okay. So, we're the, so the, the range is between 558 trillion to 1,000 trillion. Gotcha. And so it says here that why are the estimates so so large? It says the low end estimate for the notional value of derivatives comes from the BIS, 
and covers only over-the-counter products, commodity futures, interest rate swaps, options that are easily measured and quantified. The high-end number is unofficial, but it's cited by multiple sources and includes non-over-the-counter derivatives. A non-over-the-counter derivative may be a bespoke products used to hedge a specific risk that does not meet standardized clearing requirements. Mm. So the large kind of uh, estimate here, the large estimate here are probably like the actual options uh, or I don't know. Uh, I guess it's just, that's, I mean, it's just a big number, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at well, the, end, you, at the end of you, the day, how do you just like get yeah. perspective on such a big number? I don't know. You can't, you can't, the, the perspective is like, yeah, these, these financial tools we're talking about are out of control. There's so much value or like, I don't know. Maybe. Like, yeah. I think, I think this high end is just uh, a hedge against other options. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's just a hedge. Yeah, let's not pretend like we understand how all these people yeah. made all their money. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't. But all we're saying is use this as um, like a history lesson. This is what humanity has done up until this point in the centralized model. You know, dude. So, and, and now they they break down each square, like uh, like give you perspective on wh- how big is a hundred billion. Yeah. And it says here's the Netflix. Netflix. Twenty square. billion out of that one hundred billion is like Netflix. Yeah. Or cost of an aircraft carrier. There's thir- one of them is thirteen billion, mm-hmm. and uh, and we got Ireland Sovereign Wealth Fund. We have esports revenue, one billion. See, even that's like a a, a, baby. a spec. Yeah, you definitely want to be paying attention to these specs, dude. Yeah, <laughs> those are the ones with the upside. You know what I mean? The average value of an NBA team, two billion. Wow, dude, Top Shot's gonna be bigger than that one day. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's on its way. And then look at this operating budget of the World Health Organization, five billion. Wow, man, this is interesting. Yeah, man, don't you love data? Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, data is how you tell us. I mean, data is data. You know, without it, fuck. <laughs> that's yeah, it. without it, fuck. That's it. That's, yeah, that's we wouldn't be able to understand anything. That's the just, tweet. Yeah, exactly. We wouldn't know how to wrap our heads about what the hell is going on on this planet. Yeah, you know, and we. That's the funny thing. We have plenty of data to suggest certain things, yet we still ignore it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and look at this column of value of billions. And uh, cryptocurrencies today in 2021 is worth a thousand billion, which is a trillion. Mm-hmm. So that's a thousand here, and we're not even at the global military spending. Nope. We're peanuts, a- as bro. a collective, we're not even at global military spending. Yeah, we're peanuts. And yeah, here we are constantly like an anxious state like for the next sell-off you know like yeah. oh man i'm gonna get wrecked aren't i yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? I, like we're past that point man like, yeah we, at some point we got to train our minds to like stop i guess you you said you're already you're good oh i'm good man i'm yeah. not i'm not phased by like so for a those little of dip. y'all those of y'all with human emotion like me <laughs> <laughs> and like you know you get phased by a lot of things like man at some point Really dive deep into the data because it all suggests, like, you know, good things. I yeah. Guess. I don't know what, how else to wrap that up. You know, just, I don't know, use the da- data as a comfort blanket, man. Like, yeah. don't be so anxious. Have, just, have perspective. Yeah. That's, that's about it. Yeah. So we've been going for about an hour. How did we do this for two hours long? Like when we started the podcast, podcast uh, we, were, we were just chatting away, like two and a half hours just talking. Just chatty caddies, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, I could 
keep going for another hour, but I got to piss. So yeah. <laughs> we should wrap it up. Plus, we got some fun to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess uh, one last plug, I guess, for the NFT you, you inevitably will make for this, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you are watching this, we're going to be releasing this podcast as an NFT, at least like a like a token. Yeah, let's call, it, let's call it the block runner moment. Yeah. Instead of top shot, block shot. Block shot. Dude, that's the dude, block that's shot, good. bro. Dude, that's really good. <laughs> so right now, yeah, dude, we should totally run with that. And the block shot. <laughs> the block shot. But I like it because I mean it just it opens up a, a new whole new realm of tokenizing like uh media. A yeah, me- media. Me- media in general. Like imagine yeah. imagine how many NFTs PewDiePie could be minting and like his that's his true. follower and his base dude auctioning to to own yeah right why wouldn't they yeah pewdiepie's bigger than the nba himself yeah that's true <laughs> you know what i mean that's true so his his block shots or his pewdie shots whatever PewDie you want to call shots. them <laughs> you know at, each time he puts out a video he releases an nft and then yeah. whoever is the highest bidder takes it on yeah. he can he can create any nft structure right? that's the beauty of it it's not yeah. just everything's a one-on-one yeah yeah he can mint a thousand yeah like open editions that's right fuck man this is where NFTs are headed. Yeah. And I, if you guys are watching this, this podcast and in this space, just know we're all like planktons and shrimps right now. But yeah, 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 yeah. This shit's going to happen for sure. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, make sure you look in the in the description for this link uh, straight to uh, the NFT, and then you can you can buy it if you want. If you don't, yeah, don't buy it. That's okay. There's plenty of other things to buy. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks so, for uh, watching. Yeah, thanks for watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the TheBlockRunner and also at Metazone.io. And uh, please share this with your friends. Um, that would really help us out. And yeah, we're on a mission. Yeah, like we're not fucking around anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we never were. But now it's like now we're definitely now not. it's game time, dude. It's 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 quarter four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's the fourth quarter, dude. Like no no slacking in this quarter. See, dude, that's a good idea, it, man. What? That's another like title for like where we are in the crypto space. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the last three years have been the first three quarters. Now we're like there we go fourth quarter, bro. Damn. Time to fucking... You can't be tired now. No. This is where champions are made. Dude. <laughs> Literally. Dude, we got we to gotta, we gotta end it. End it there? That's perfect. All right, that's the title. All right, guys, Are thanks. you going to be a crypto champion or not? Dude. That- <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep coming up with bangers? I, I don't know, dude. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. Thanks, right. guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner.